Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we have tracked down uh, the person that I I mentioned earlier on who had put that message on about her extraordinary 9-11 and... This is just how small the world is, it turns out. Did I know her? Lynn, how are you? How are you, Joe? I'm back with you again. No, no, no. This is another Lynn, actually, I'm talking to. Good morning, Lynn. On line one. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Lynn, tell us more about your amazing story on 9-11. Well, I used to be um, a private air hostess for the King and Queen of Jordan. Um, I moved over there in 1999 and I started working for the the Royal Jordanian, the National Airline of Jordan. And 10 months later, when um, King Hussein died, King Abdullah, his son, took over. So he wanted, like, fresh staff to join and, you know, a new aircraft and everything was, was new. So he hired from the airline and he ended up taking on nine Irish girls. And luckily, I was one of them. So um, one of our regular flights with him was to was to Washington. It was into D.C. We used to land in, um, there's a military base there called Andrews Air Force Base. And we used to normally land there. But on one of our flights, we were flying over Washington airspace. And there was a load of chatter on the aircraft, you know. And I was like, God, what's going on here? And one of the girls said, um, the Twin Towers has been hit by an aircraft. And I said, my God, go away. And um she said that there was other other flights, um, you know, being compromised and there was other things going on and it was all... So I, st- I stood up in the, the middle galley and there was a little um, kind of a comm centre uh, phone there and I could hear... I could hear the King talking to George Bush and I could hear their, their conversation. They were trying to figure out what was happening and none of them really knew what was going on. Um, but within within five or ten minutes, we had two fighter jets at either side of us and we had to do a U-turn in D.C. airspace, Washington airspace. Um, and they escorted us back out of Washington airspace. And we kept flying until we got to London. And we refueled and then we got back into a man. It was about 17 hours after it happened when we landed. It was only then when I got back home and saw what was going on on television that it really hit me what happened and how close we were to the whole thing. That is just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget finding out. I'll never forget listening to the conversation. I'll never forget the fighter jets at either side. I was actually leaning over the king. <laughs> he was sitting in his seat and he pointed out and he said, look, Lynn, look, look at that. And I looked out the window and I just saw this fighter jet and there was the same on the other side. It was like something out of Top Gun. You know, it was one of those surreal moments. But um, they got us back out safely, and that was that's what they were worried about, that we'd be a target because of who we were carrying. Yes, yes. Um, and, and so you guys ended up coming back. Was it to London, you said, originally? We, came, it was, we, we had to fly back to Amman in Jordan. That's where we were based. That's where we were living. Obviously, that's where the King of Jordan is from. But we couldn't, the fuel wouldn't carry us the whole way back. So we had to land in, in London to refuel. So a quick refuel and then back straight back to Oman again. So it's a seventeen-hour trip in total. Um, and, and I presume everyone on the flight, I mean, including the king, as you say, must have been deeply shocked. And Jordan would be a, a middle Middle Eastern ally of the US and a strong one. Yeah, sure. They're a very close relationship. We were over and back a lot. 
So it was like a, like like it was it was a shock to everybody, but nobody really knew what was happening. Um, of course, he was getting information as we were going along, but we didn't really know anything until we got back to to Jordan, back in my apartment, sitting down watching the television. I was like, my God, that's what actually happened because we didn't we weren't getting any information. We just kept the flight going and, you know, kept things going and, and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, we like his majesty himself wasn't even fully aware of what was going on. He wasn't getting, you know, strips and drabs of information and things were still happening as we were flying back. You know, like the, the flight that went down, um, flight 93, I think it is, and the other flight that was, that was going for the Pentagon, you know, all of that was happening while we were mid-flight, but we didn't know, really. So it was, it was very surreal and very, you know, we don't know what's happening. But looking back on it, what actually was happening at the time, if we knew what was happening at the time, it would have been much more scary situation. That's that's unbelievable, really. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so obviously a lot of planes didn't fly then for, you know, quite a while afterwards um, with, yeah. because they were trying to, as you say, figure out what was going on. And a lot of people even in Ireland will remember that, you know, the sky had a particular blue hue because you weren't seeing the planes that would normally fly back and forth along the transatlantic route um, uh, here. So, so did you guys just sit at home for quite a while or what happened? Yeah, we were grounded for a while. You see, we'd, we'd only ever fly anyway when one of the royal family would fly. Yeah. If he would fly or his wife or if one of the, the princes or princesses was going somewhere, that's when we'd fly. Otherwise, we'd be on standby 24 hours. So we wouldn't really fly a lot. And if we did fly, we'd be kind of away for a while. It wouldn't be a kind of a there and back flight. We'd go somewhere and stay three or four days or stay a week. So... He'd only fly really on business a lot. So things did quieten down for a while. But there was um, a domestic flights, you know, in around mm. in around Jordan. That's places that he'd have to go or people he'd have to see. But internationally, we didn't we didn't travel for a long time. And Lynn, for how much longer did you work in that job? Uh, five years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was five years there in total. Yeah. And the first the first ten months was with like I said, the, the Royal Jordanian Airlines and then the rest of the time was with the Royal Family. Yeah. Alright, Lynn, well, certainly that's a story that will beat an awful lot of other people's stories about what they were doing on 9-11. Do I win a prize? Do you win a prize, Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know from your time here like it's hard to get prizes out of us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, great, great to chat to you. Fantastic. And Th- you too. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us that amazing, no amazing story. Thank you, Lynn. Cheers. Well. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.